So there's lots of things going on here, but um, one of the ways we just encourage you to get involved is like there's so many generous people here that share by their time, talent, and treasure. And so there's lots of ways you can do that. Uh, we've got an app that you can do. It's the new Church Center app. If you're using the Faith Street app, that thing is going the way of the dinosaur in my hairline. So it is, um, you can get on there or you can go online, vineyardflorence.church or text your amount 84321 or if you still like checks, cash, money orders type thing, there's the costly generosity boxes in the back. And hey, one more cool thing I wanna tell you about. I know this is like announcement city, but um, uh, tonight, like as part of the uh, prayer project, up at Anderson Hills Church, there's a Salem campus, right? Uh, like right by Coney Island. There's gonna be a big kind of prayer worship night tonight. Uh, me and my brother, who I'm gonna invite up now, Shapur, um, we're gonna be at that. And just gonna be a great way to connect uh, with like the Korean intercessor people and what God's doing in the city. So I encourage you to come to that. So um, Shapur, can I invite you up? Um, today we have an awesome, awesome opportunity. Dear friend of mine, as he's making his way up here, Shapur is a guy I met in Turkey a couple years ago, and uh, he pastors a Farsi-speaking church in Liverpool and leads loads of outreach in Turkey, Macedonia, to, um, to what's going on there in the earth with underground church leaders, refugee Christians, and uh, Shapur is an amazing friend, man of God. Uh, when I got to go, go to Europe a couple months ago in Germany to work with the refugees, he was, he was my host, and just uh, Shapur has become a really great friend. Our church uh, sponsors his church planting work, his disciple making work with people from Afghanistan, Iran, Syria, Lebanon, and uh, Turkey, that God's doing an amazing, amazing work over there. So Shapur, if you wanna come on up with us, we would love to have you. Let's hear it for, for our brother Shapur. Yeah. And so I'm just gonna pray. Jesus, I just bless my dear friend. Thank you for the opportunity for him to come to, to the U.S. for the first time. I pray that he would just, um, Lord, that you would just give him what he needs today. I pray you'd speak to him, you'd speak through him, and you'd bless his life, bless his heart. Thank you for the amazing things you've done in Shapur that you're doing and that you're going to continue to do. We thank you, Lord, that only in the kingdom could Muslims and Jews and Gentiles and everyone else just um, become one family. Thank you for what you've done, how you've engendered our hearts together. We just ask you to bless him today. In your name we pray, Father, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. You have to hold that mic right up to yes. your face. One, two, three. That works. Praise the Lord. Hello to everyone. Good morning. And... Uh, it's great honor to be here. Thank you for Pastor Ryan and the leadership for inviting me here. My first time in United States is exciting trip and a very adventure with the Lord. Two weeks ago, uh, suddenly we decided to come to U.S. for a trip to visit my extended, my wife's extended cousin. We never met. I got married three years ago, and uh, my wife said hi to everyone. So me and my wife came to San Jose to meet uh, that person, and uh, we knew he's involved in the church over there. When we meet together, we found out he's a mission pastor over there, and uh, that's how God works. And uh, she found out, like, God doing amazing work. Sometimes we don't know how God works. 
in our family and friends, God connect us together, bringing us together. So she, he told me, say, would you like to go to Nashville? I said, like, my wife, have, you know, have to go, has to go to work back in UK. She's a scientist, and she couldn't get off more than seven days. And I asked permission from my boss. I said, boss, do you allow me to go there? She said, yes. And so we came to Nashville, and we were, there was a conference over there. And he was one of the speakers over there, and there was 100 pastors and leaders gathered all over uh, U.S., and David Garrison was one of the speakers over there, and um, this amazing book is The you know, Wind from House of Islam. You must read it about the movement God is doing all around the world. And uh, then, we, by miracle, I was just sending texts to a few friends, and uh, Ryan is like uh, my brother, older brother. And uh, I never forget, and uh, in 2019, when there was a mission trip in Turkey, we were uh, all together, and Ryan with the 34 other Americans, they came to Turkey. And Ryan was the last one, and the one day delay, and uh, we have to go pick him up. And when I was going there, God spoke to me, last but not the least, you know, in the word of God saying. So God connected us together he was the only person I, I was keep connecting. We become a very good friend. And uh, when he was mentioning, like, I'm from Jewish background. And uh, he wasn't here. And uh, having, like, heart for the Muslim and the praying. That was incredible. As he mentioned, you know, in, when you look to the world, what country, what place, what family you can see, they can unite it apart from Christ. He's from Jewish background. I am from Muslim background. I am from Iran. And from there, and then we are preaching gospel in America. Can you imagine? Like, that is the Lord. That is the Lord. We say, don't say God doesn't have a sense of humor. So imagine like this guy born in Iran and the Muslim family. I met the Jewish person, Jewish background person. And then we come together and then we preach in the gospel together. And thank you so much. This church has been blessing our ministry and supporting us. And I'm so grateful for uh, what God is doing in our life. Amen. So during that text in Nashville, I sent a text to a few friends and Ryan and they said, come on, Ohio. And uh, then we were just like uh, texting back to each other. And then several other God, you know, put in a divine appointment. One of them I, I put texts and uh, we knew like Irish ministry as a friend and Heidi is like my mama. And then we were just sending the text to the, her admin and said, do you know the, uh, you know, like an Irish base in Nashville? I said, no, I didn't know because we connected in Turkey and, and UK and other places. He said, okay, you go. And then we met other people, other people like, uh, it's just God, divine, divine, divine. And uh, then I was for two days in Dallas and they recording a TV program for Iran, uh, Iran Alive Ministry. They do an incredible work broadcasting and inside Iran, God doing amazing, amazing work. And they gave me the honor, privilege to share my testimony and uh, with the people inside Iran. And um, then during that text, we, I text to one of my friends and he's here. And uh, we found that he's just only half an hour away from this city. I said, no way, I'm coming there. So he's here, Kamran, would you stand up please? I want to, you meet this amazing man of God. Amazing, amazing. Amazing. 
His wife is from U.S. and uh, he was in Georgia for several years. But they do an amazing uh, underground work with the you know Iranian leaders, disciple maker movement. I don't know how many of you are familiar. Ryan is big on that. His heart is the helping people to to become a movement. And I I'm so grateful. You have an amazing pastor. Have a heart to multiply. Have a heart to other people to release to go. So for me, it's great honor. It's a miracle to meet you. And uh, if you are ready, we can start praying together. Amen? Everything begins with the prayer. Amen? Nothing. And we, we should put that prayer first and the last. And everything comes from the relationship with God. Amen? I'm going to share a little bit about my testimony, about what God doing there. And let's pray together and invite the Holy Spirit and open up our hearts Father, we thank you for this day and thank you for this place and thank you for the freedom we have. Thousands and thousands and millions, they don't have a freedom to worship God openly. Father God, we thank you for this privilege you've given to us. Right now, we don't need to be scared of some people is going to come and arrest us. That is the freedom, God. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for your son. We thank you for the sacrifice you did through your son at the cross. We magnify your name. We glorify your name, God. It's all about you, Jesus. We ask you, God, be glorified. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you please help us to understand, to hear what your son did, Father, at the cross? What you do in the Holy Spirit through the work you do in our hearts, through the word of God, and give us that help to obey you. Give us that power to say yes to you every day and glorify your name, God. And we thank you. Holy Spirit, would you please help us to understand, reveal your words by reading, by praying, by listening, by sharing, by praying in the end of meeting. You may be glorified in this place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. I don't know PowerPoint works or video. I made a lot of works for this amazing friend. They were so patient with me. And uh, they did the last minute. And uh, so if not ready, we're going to do in the end of uh, that, uh, you know, our uh, sermon or teaching, whatever is that. And uh, so you can see a little bit about the works in visual. And because, as I mentioned, this church has been a huge blessing for me as supporting financially, prayfully. And Ryan is like a mentor. Many times I just like tired and sick and say, hey, Ryan, would you please pray for me? I need you pray. And he's so patient and listening and caring. And uh, so thank God for this amazing, amazing. Oh, that is Tom off. This is what we communicate together. Perfect. So if the PowerPoint or video, any of them is ready, so you can make it up so we can go from there. I would like to show a few pictures. Also, the video is ready. Some, you, know, you can see some of the faces, some of the pictures. Anywhere I go and they speak, many people, they have no idea how Iranian looks like. And I was in Brazil, I think, uh, four years ago, three years ago. And the pastor was introducing me as a... Like he's a worker in Liverpool in England working with refugees. So many of them, they didn't know I'm from Iran. The church was packed with like a thousand people. So when I stood up and said, hello, everybody. My name is Shapur. I am from Iran. 
literally 400 faces become red. And if they had the opportunity, they can run from church. And, uh, and I don't blame them. All they heard is bad news. All they heard about like hard things. So when we were sharing about what God is doing, everything was changing. So we heard like how much is important to share what God is doing. Amen? Because secular, you know, news and everything, they are sharing about what enemy is doing. And they are like magnifying the enemy's works. But we need as a body of Christ, keep sharing what God is doing. Amen? Because in the end, we see in the book of Revelation, who is sitting in the throne? Who is sitting in the throne? Everybody. Jesus, amen? And sometimes we, we, we make a way, we thinking like, oh my goodness, Muslim population growing. Oh my goodness. Like I, I speak a lot of um, pastors and leaders in UK, Europe, and they are so scared after like a refugee and others. I say, come on. Let's look at the you know, book of Acts. There was just only 500 believers. They turned the whole world upside down. Now we have 80 million believers in your world, in the Europe. And you're receiving 200, 3,000, like whatever, refugee. Are you scared? Sometimes we need to change our perspective. We need to come back to the gospel, to the word of God. Amen? And this is my heart today. Simply sharing what God is doing. Amen? If you go back and see several pictures, I, I took it there. And this is the little bit of the part of my sermon. You saw the, some selfie over there? And uh, if you go back, you will see that. You know, the world we are living right now is all about us. And uh, even the pictures... I like to take, you can see the selfie, you know, selfie. And uh, I am the center, I take it, you know, I am the one. If you take like a pictures, uh, the first thing you will look in the pictures is the where are you? And how you look, you look like uh, handsome or not handsome. And my wife always says that, delete that one. I say, okay, okay. There's a hundred people on the pictures, don't you don't ask them? So, so if you imagine this is the time of like a Daniel or Moses, I took that picture. If they were there and they taken like a picture from what's happening. Like Moses, when they see that red, like sees like a, open it up. Whoop. Or Daniel in the, you know, like a lion in the back is taking picture. Whoop. And there. Unfortunately, sometimes seems like everything goes in that way. This is my wife. And uh, this is Mary. This is not my wife. And this is Moses. And this is Daniel. It's hilarious. And this is me again. This is Liverpool. Ryan came and preaching our church. This is the place we taking people and sharing gospel. And there we say refugee camp. And this is Turkey. I was there months ago. And this Iranian church inside of Turkey. It's my family. I met them after seven years after I become a Christian. I'm just showing some of the pictures you can identify. Again, is my uncles and auntie and others. We gathered together after I got saved. All of them were Muslim. And they were reunited together. This is me and Ryan in Germany preaching gospel to the refugee and the people from Germany, Iranian, Afghans and others. And uh, with God's grace. Again, this is Liverpool. This is, the, is our Bible study. We help him for those they never heard the gospel to hear the gospel and uh, come to faith and help him with the discipleship over there. And this is the baptism we did uh, last month. Some of the pictures I took, he was atheist. 
like many people, they're turning away in Iran, big number, from religion of Islam. And they become literally atheists or they seek in the truth. She was another family member, and you see there are many pictures. God is bringing lots of people to kingdom, getting baptized publicly, saying who is the Lord Jesus Christ, and sharing gospel with other people. This is the picture in near Ephesus in Izmir. Again, months ago we were there. We took a team where, where I met Ryan in 2019. And uh, so God bringing thousand, thousand Iranian outside Iran because of persecution, because of economic crisis and others. But God is doing amazing work inside Turkey because they uh, joined to the UN as a refugee or asylum seekers. But UN giving them permission to practice their Christian faith publicly, openly in Turkey. So God works through different ways, bringing people to himself. Amen. So if their video is ready, I would like to hear the video as well, and uh, then uh, we can go. So I would like to, you can see some of the pictures visually. And this is again in Turkey. You can see 23rd and 26th of March this year. And uh, we gathered, we brought many people from Iran, underground believers, leaders. And I want to show this video together and thank you all for your support. And then go to the Word of God, a little bit about prophecy. I would like to mention about prophecy in the Word of God regarding of Iran and the Middle East. So maybe that would be interesting thing too. We can talk and share and pray together. Didn't work, doesn't matter. So, anytime is get ready, we can do that. That was my fault, it's not their fault. Actually, this morning I edited it, and the last second I gave it to them. So, how many of you ever heard personally or in YouTube, Muslim came to Christ? I want to you raise your hand. Just only 10? Oh my goodness, I wanted to escape my testimony, but yet let's jump in there. We start from God works, amen? So uh, I'm going to share. I raised up in a Muslim uh, family. When I was age eight, my dad took me to the mosque. And uh, I born nearby the border of Iran and Turkey. I spoke uh, Azari as my mother language I'm speaking. And then my second language was Persian or Farsi. And uh, when I was age eight, my dad took me there. So I started learning about Islam. And when I was age 13, I started memorizing Quran. I used to spend two to three hours every day as a young man, as a young boy, 12 years old. So I become a number one in a whole city. So they gave me, uh, you know, qualifications, celebration, whatever it looks like. So... And I was feeling very, like, encouraged by them. So I was going to do more and more and more. So my family was trying to help me to grow in the ways of the Lord. So not every Muslim you hear, and they are terrorists. That is like a, what is given by the Midian and others. Maybe 2%, 10%. And actually, rest of them, they never had the opportunity to hear the gospel. I was telling to Ryan about that. The word you hear, and even from your childhood, Jesus loves you, is not common. 
I heard when I was 23 years old in the UK, I'm going to share how I came, ended up in the UK, but I heard first time and I was shocked. Person told me, do you know Jesus loves you? And I was like, what? Jesus loves me. But I, I never heard David loves you or Abraham loves you or Moses loves you. Do you know Moses loves you? So I had no connection. And I was saying, what? Jesus loves me. So I was total shock like that. But that word changed my life towards coming. Oh my goodness. Why he loves me? Because I am in the mess. At the time I was growing as in my religion, I was trying to, to fulfill all my duty, praying five days, you know, five times in the day. I was fasting in Ramadan and I was trying to be a good boy. And I finished my degree as a survey engineer in Iran and I used to have a very good job. I used to work in south of Iran as in the petrochemical factory. Uh, accidentally we passed through the, some military area, Iranian government didn't like it. I was 22 years old and they, was keep, they were keep asking a question. You know, whom you taking this map for? Do you take them for Israel or do you take them for America? And I said like, no, 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 I'm a simple worker, worker here. And I'm working for this factory, I'm this company. But anyway, they didn't believe me and uh, I found out my life in danger, I have to leave my country. And at that time, that was shocking. All my life was like a Moses' life. I didn't have a perfect life. I didn't have a great life like perfect in my family or myself. But I had a good life. I have five sisters, like one brother. All of them, after they get married, they came the same street. So we had a good fun time together. Mom and dad was good and I had a good job. I, I bought a land and a house and a car. And I was a successful person as a like 23 years old boy. And suddenly, like Moses' life, 40 years in palace, and second 40 years in desert starts. So I have to leave my country. Where are you going? I have no idea. Do you have any friend? No. So I was just like, I keep texting some of the trusted friends. Say like, my life is in danger in Iran. I have to escape. So in one week, I have to escape. I remember last minute I saw my family. I couldn't say anything to them. Even I couldn't say bye to them because I didn't want to get worried. But that was a horrible feeling, crying, weeping. And I came to Turkey. How? I have to cross the mountain. There was a, like a month after March. It was raining and uh, snowing. I have to cross like 12 hours in the snow. And I was crying like a little baby. I was like uh, having lots of questions from God. Where are you? Why this happened to me? As like many of us, we have this question. Why this bad thing happened in my life? Did I, did it bad thing to you? Because my perspective in the God I had was if I do good, he will do good to me. If I do bad, he's ready to punish me right there. I have never understand about God is love. He cares for me. He loves me. He hates the sin. He hates anything want to destroy me. But the way that I raised, the perspective I had is this God is far away. This God is only speaking with the several thousand or several people of that called prophet. This God not having any relationship because I am unholy in the God over there speaking to just holy people. And as I said, or oh, the several of them. 
So I was just asking this question, where was the wrong thing happening in my life? This horrible thing happening in, in during this process. So during that time, that was very bad. I was hearing the like a wolf in the night because I have to walk 12 hours in the night to cross through the mountain. I was hearing the shooting and I was just like trembling and crying and weeping. And I came to Turkey. And the first day I was in Turkey, again, the hard time. I didn't know where I stay. I don't know where I'm going. I told to many people, I said, Abraham was blessed because God told him, where do you go? So for my life, I didn't know where I'm going. I didn't have any friend to call and text. Only thing was some kind of anger, questioning, hearting, all of this from God. But I didn't able to share even my feeling because God... In my perspective, the religion I grew up, we don't have that kind of courage to tell, to tell him about my feeling, about my anger, about my hard time. All I, I knew, I have to obey this God. That's it. And I have no understanding. He's looking for a relationship to bring back the sons and daughters, to have a love relationship. Everything flow from that part. Amen? And everything, even obedience and everything flow from that love relationship. So anyway, I started looking how people, they are working with their pain. Because religion didn't help me. I was in mess right there. I couldn't sleep. I was having that nightmare every day. Iranian secret police is taking, you know, is trying to find me or they like arrest me or bring back. I was waking up, sweating. And all of this, like my body was shaking. In the day, I had like trouble. In the night, I had trouble. And I looked to people around me. And I found people smoking. And I said, that's interesting. Maybe that will help. So I started smoking. One, two, three, four, five, six. So as the number grows, but it didn't help me. So I looked around and I found that they are drinking. I said, maybe that's in Haram in Islam. Maybe that will help me. I said, let's pour out some alcohol inside to see if that anxiety, fear, lack of peace is going to go away or not. So more I put in, more I found out that was increased. That was helping for one hour. After that, I felt like I'm more at an addiction in my life. And I found that people is going to club and pop. They are like dancing. I said, maybe that will help. So I went there and I found the best actor. And I was encouraging them to become like a Hollywood actor. I said, you guys are amazing. Because when you're going inside club, you show you are the one of the funniest and happiest. But in the morning, you are most miserable person. And you're like, say like two hours ago, you were like, what happened? And I found out that is not real. That's the fake again. Again, religion didn't help me. And these things didn't help me either. I was in England. After one year passing from Turkey, Greece, Italy, France. And one guy came from Iranian church and he said, he was sharing gospel. He was loving other people, caring for people. He said, he was telling to everyone with this smile, do you know Jesus loves you? That was my shocking. I said, what? Jesus loves me? Simple. So I had no idea to say to him. So I returned back. Next week, he came back, loving people, caring for people. So this time, I was very, very direct to him. I said, no, sir, I am Muslim. I don't, I don't want to come to church. And he was smiling. 
cute, really gentle. Because love is patient. First Corinthians chapter 13. Amen. He said, it doesn't matter if you love me or not. I love you. And I was saying, what kind of love is that? I don't love him. He loves me. That is unconditional love. He said, because Christ loved us, we love other people. Amen. And he said, would you like to come to church and try? I said, no. He went back next week. He come back. He said, sir, would you like to come to church? I said, no. What is wrong with you? I told you last week. <laughs> he said, because we've been praying for you. I said, wow. Who are these people? I don't accept their belief, religion. They are praying for me. Unconditional love. Unconditional care, unconditional. Everything is unconditional. So this gone for many months. I remember after two months, he was saying, Sir, how are you? And I was saying, oh, no, again. He's chasing me. <laughs> and I said, I'm fine, thank you. And I was lying. I wasn't fine at all. I was miserable, depressed, suicidal, had a nightmare. Every day, trying to drink and uh, just like heavy, heavy, all of the spirit around me was it's just putting me down. But I have to show outside I'm okay because that is the teaching from our culture. Are you okay? Yes, I am okay. I'm fine. Anyway, this person said, would you like come to church? I said, oh, no, again. So he said, I said, no. He said, don't worry. We are fasting for you. They love him, they praying and they fasting. Person who rejecting clearly. That's the reason I'm sharing because I'm, I want to show you the power of prayer. Sometimes we go with the people's response. Oh, they reject the gospel, so I don't want to do anything. No, the prayer works. Prayer works. Amen. In Jesus' name, because the God of this age is blind them. Amen. As was blinding me. So anyway, it took seven months, six months, and there was a Christmas gathering, and the people said we would like to go to that church building for the gathering, and there was Christmas, and they made for the refugee to be not be alone, to be around like a family, not their own family, as a church is a family. I was the only one I didn't want to go there. The guy, it's my friend, he said, I want to go to attend that celebration. I said, why you want to go? Because you're not believing in Islam. You don't believe in Christianity. Why you want to go there? He was a very handsome boy. He was a model in Greece. He was Iranian. He said, oh, no, no, I'm not going for that kind of thing. I'm going to find girlfriend. <laughs> I said, oh, no. Why are you going to find girlfriend in that place? Why are you not going to club? He said, no, you couldn't find Iranian girl in English club. I said, oh, you are a very good strategy, man. You know where you find. And he grabbed my hand. He said, you have to come with me. I said, no, I don't want to go to that place. So he said, no, no, only five minutes. There's no worship. There's no religious work. I said, okay, I'm going to come with you. Only five minutes, and I'm going to come back. So we went there. My first time, I arrived, and I have no perspective. What is church? What is Christianity? What is the worship? I never read the Bible. I never knew anything about Christianity. All I knew, Jesus is prophet. He raised the dead. He is this, he is this, and we love Jesus as a prophet. So I arrived there, and I saw girls and boys, they, they worshiping, they dancing, but by that time I have no perspective. And I said, oh, that is cool. That is like entertainment. 
He said, no. I said, like, I find you know, some girl, like, I have to go quickly. That was my attitude. That was my attitude. Even in the church building, I wasn't searching for God. I was totally numb, totally depressed, totally like a blind. First worship, I was laughing. Second worship, I was laughing. I was saying, like, these crazy jump, you know, people, what they doing? And this guy was telling, okay, at least you respect them if you don't believe. I said, that is a good word. You know, the first time I heard a good word from you. And then I was in that kind of environment. Third worship, I saw the word. Jesus is Prince of Peace. And suddenly, I didn't know what happened. But now I know the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I was crying. I was telling God, would you give me that peace? Hold my life gone. As a, like a one 10 second like a black and white movie show me I was in religion. I didn't have a peace. I was in the world. I was drinking, clubbing, all of that. I didn't have a peace. And right now I don't have a peace. And I said, if that is true, God, would you give me that peace? So first time I felt water is raining all over my body. England is like Mississippi, you know, like Euradia, like Ohio. So I felt I'm coming back to England. Always raining and good weather and uh, less sunshine. So I was thinking maybe is some, something wrong with the, you know, with the roof. Because I come from engineer background. I want to figure out everything from my mind. And then I saw there's no raining. But I'm feeling the shower literally hitting my body. And I'm feeling peace. I didn't have. And I closed my eyes. I said, God, if this is that peace, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Would you show me again? And for a second time, fire of Holy Spirit hits me. And I felt like my body is burning. And I never had that kind of touch by the Holy Spirit in my life or understanding. And I saw crying and weeping on, the, on my knee. And my hand was up. I was hugging the presence of God. And I was like feeling this peace. And I said, God, if you don't leave me, I will serve you all of my days. Look, even the people, they are from different backgrounds. When they come to presence of God, when they have a one encounter with the Holy Spirit, everything starts changing in their life. That day when I was coming out of the church, I heard the audible voice, Matthew 6.33. And I was saying, I'm getting crazy. What's going on? And thank God someone brought me the Bible. And then I was trying to say, oh, sir, is it, is it free? He said, yeah, it's a free Bible. And I said, can I ask who is, who is the Matthew? And because he was bringing me Bible, he was able to connect these two words together. He said, actually, it's a book. He said, let's try, like a Matthew 6. Do you have a Matthew 6? He said, yeah. How about 33? He said, yeah. And then I open. if you seek my kingdom and my righteousness, all you need will be added to you. I have no understanding. That was first word and first thing I heard audibly in my life, in Christian life. That night, I went home. One encounter with the Holy Spirit. I still Muslim. I had best sleep ever in my life. I wake up. It's gone. And I was a happy person. And I was laughing. And I was like energetic. And people said, what are you using this day? It's really good quality. I said, no, something happened to me in that place. And I couldn't explain. And I'm sick and true that happened to me again. So next week I was going there. And I couldn't explain. 
I was waiting for that moment. Be saying now, enter into the presence of God. Amen. Like feeling his presence. I was saying, oh, I want that feeling come back again. And I, I will do whatever it costs me. Because Augustine said, God created us for him. Until he not resigning us, not, you know, just come inside of us. We're not going to have that peace. We're going to feel like a shepherd with a sheep. We're going to feel like a child is lost. So it took me one year studying every day the word of God with the Quran. Every day. More I read, more I fell in love with the person of Christ. In one of the books I was reading, he said, if someone did bad, you kill your enemy. In another one, Jesus said, love your enemy. Wow. In another one, woman caught in adultery, stoned to them. In this one, I read in John 8, Jesus saying, whomever is not committed any sin, throw the first stone. And I was seeing, my goodness, who is this Jesus? And I was drawing near through the word of God, the power of the word of God. And the Holy Spirit was come mixing me. More I read it, I said, like, even I don't believe in Christianity fully, I want to follow this man as example. Because he's talking about what you're eating and drinking is not make you unclean. What's coming out of your heart. And I was saying, my goodness, I wanted this. I so badly. He said, when you fast and praying, don't show up for other people. Do secretly between you and God. I said, I love it. Because they are, they're like showing off. It's nothing about inside transformation. The more I read the word of God, more I was feeling there. Jesus Christ. That is the second secret. Power of the word of God. Amen. Keep praying and give the word of God to people. Amen. Gospel have enough power to transform people's heart and life. And I seen, I will share the testimony. And I was the one of the fighter one. Took me one year. Study very carefully. Because this time I want to make sure. This belief is right. Because 23 years I believed in lie. And I was so clear. Because in no of the religion, other I was reading all of the religion in the world. I, I couldn't find someone die for my sin to pay for me. Every one of them, they say, do good, you will go to heaven. Do bad, you're going to go to hell. Nobody is going to die in my place. Nobody wants to help me to get out of the All is like, do this, don't do this. In other religion, it's saying, you know, you work your way towards God. But I was encountering God work his way to me through Jesus Christ. Upside down kingdom. And I was seeing all the religions say it's like clean yourself and go before the God. And I was seeing this God is coming inside my mess. Even I don't have a power to clean myself. He's ready to clean me, wash me, step by step help me to know him. Who is this God? What a character. And most of all, I can talk to this guy. I can know this guy. Do you know it's a blasphemy? In the Islam, to know God. You couldn't know God. Go and search. I can give you resource, everything. But in this, this, this book I'm reading, all about knowing him. Have a relationship with him. Hearing my daddy, what he's talking to me. Here in the heart of Father, He is not just out there in the cloud and I am here. I am messed up. I doesn't care. He sent His best, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to redeem me, to bring me back to this family, to this relationship.
with him, with other people. Who is this God? Even I am zero. He sent the Holy Spirit. Open my eyes. I can get to know. Help me when I'm falling down to step back, to walk. Help me to obey. It's not about my righteousness. All about his righteousness. Amen. And this is the things happened to me. I had one big problem. It was about Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I was thinking like a Christian, they are worshiping three gods. So teachers was trying to say to me, oh, no, one God. So I was trying to figure out with my head. Sometimes our head is so in the way of our hearts. Do you agree? My heart was saying yes. My head was, ooh, figure out. One, 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 one. All of this kind of mathematics. So I, I came and I asked a lot of books and they gave it to me. And more I read, more I got confused. So I come back, I said, this book, did it you know, work it? And my teacher smiled, he said, son, this is not about information. This is about revelation. Go ask that God. I said, that simple? He said, that simple. So I came home, I said, God, I am ready, 95%. 5% about the, this I knew Jesus died on the cross. I accept it as a great teacher. I accept it as a great savior. I accept I am a sinner. I accept all of them. I said, calling him a Lord. He's very hard for me. I'm scared. So anyway, I had a dream. And this is happening all over Iran. Amen. Iranian government tried to close the church, close the, you know, uh, the nation and persecute the people. But thank God, that is what I am talking about. That Jesus is alive. Amen. Nobody able to stop him. Jesus came to my dream. In my dream, I saw I was dead. I saw my dead body in caffeine. And I, I saw two persons want to take me to cemetery. And I heard the voice, you were dead. Now you are alive. I saw a cross came full of light and full of power. Raise me inside the caffeine, outside the caffeine. Push me inside the house, outside the house. Cross was pushing me. And I, for the first time, I turned to the cross. I said, leave me. Now I know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And the cross didn't leave me. And I was like pushing me like this way. Pushing me like this. And I was saying like, I confessed that. But cross didn't leave me. Brought me to the church. In the morning, I was reading the word of God. Not just only I should give my life to Jesus. I should deny myself, carry my cross daily. Beginning with the salvation. But that is not the ending. He wants me to carry my cross. To deny. To become a disciple. To obey his word. Not just a church core on Sunday and Sunday. Hear the one word and come back. He's the pastor. He's the evangelist. He's the full-time. I am the part-time or I am a second. No, 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 no. We all are full-time disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Everywhere we go, doesn't matter. The doctor, school, home, and others. God called us to read the word of God, to obey him, and to take our cross. Amen. And that is painful. That is the why the church in the West is dying. The church in America and Europe is dying. Do you know what happened in England? It's going to shock you. Months ago, they opened the church. They invite the other religious people to open the, like, a fasting. 
Do you know what happened over there? People living there, even the children, they don't know what that means is sin. The guy in the train, I shared the gospel. He said, I said, you have a beautiful cross. He said, yeah, thank you. And then I said, like, when you got born again, he said, what? I said, do you know Jesus died for you? He said, what? I said, okay, let's begin from the beginning. Do you know what is sin? He said, no. That would shock you. That's happening in Europe. That's happening in Europe right now. The country sent 1,000 missionaries to inside Iran and Africa. I was in Ghana, 2011. I saw the whole cemetery. And I said, why is cemetery so special? I feel in the presence of God. I'm feeling amazing atmosphere. He said, these are all the missionaries that came from England. They took their caffeine because they knew, maybe they're not going to come back. That's how Christianity came to that place and that place. Do you know that in Iran, many people from America and England, they went 40 years ago, 50 years, 100 years ago. They were praying all over Iran. See people come to Christ. By that time, there's a book he's written. It's like in 30 years of his ministry, 10 people came to Christ. He said, because I know God is here in my prayer. One day I will see these people is going to come to Christ. Right now, the time of Shah, which is like a previous Iranian public or Republic Kingdom, whatever is that, 40 years ago, we had 500 believers inside Iran. In the last 20 years, that grew from 500 to near 2 million believers. Last three years, become fastest growing church in the world. All you hear in the news, fighting or bombing or nuclear and others. I'm not saying Iranian government is not evil, it's so evil. We're all against them. We're praying that God took them away. But God doing amazing work. They closed the church building. We had a few church buildings over there, 2007-8. That God started working through the house churches like a book of Acts. People become a disciple. Jesus appeared to them. They obey. They share the gospel. So every city they have believers. And they learn very simply. First step, salvation. Second step, do you know what they're teaching? I, I'm, I'm doing like Alpha or some everything in Europe. It's amazing. Thank God for those teaching. But I couldn't see. Lay down your life. Take the cross. You may leave all your belonging. Your family may deny you. Are you ready to follow Jesus? You don't hear that teaching. That's wonder we are seeing the prosperity gospel. I saw a selfie, you remember? God bless me. I am a center. Why God didn't answer my prayer? Why church treat like this? Because pastor was talking a little bit harsh. I'm going to go from this church to another church. I encourage you to read the bait of Satan that saved my life. All over like thinking like how devil start working in your hearts by offense. This member did to me. This pastor talked to this. This worship leader did this to me. So I'm going to go from here to another one. From another one, I'm going to another one. To, to relocate myself to place. To not obey his word. But in Iran, on the grand church, they say, first step, God loves you. He saved you. Second step, you're going to be suffer because of the Christ. Because your way against is the worldly way. And I, thank God I read that. I started sharing gospel with my family. Can you imagine what was the reaction? I was thinking every God is going to say, what a great news. Wow, Jesus died on the cross. Why? Boy, he set you from depression. 
Now you are happy. He set you from drug. Now you are free. He set you from all those things you have. Now you are, I was thinking my dad and my mom and my family will be happy. Wow, that was opposite. And I called them, dad, do you know Jesus died on the cross? He said, what? He couldn't expect me to share that. Every time for two years, I called my dad. Dad, do you know Jesus loves you? He said, are you in mosque? I said, no, 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 I am in the church. Bam, phone turned off. I was doing it with my family. But again, I remember my first teacher, smile. Don't worry. We are praying for you. Amen? They were saying, like, I am like, lose my mind. Don't worry. We are faster for you. And they were saying, hope that works. I said, hey, believe me, that works in me. It's going to work in you. They said, why? Because I said, there's a huge difference. All the religion believes the prophet is dead. But Jesus is alive. So if you are praying to the living God, he can able to come in your home and your road and your family. And they say, oh, that is real? I said, yes. Three years later, my sister called me. She was first believer through the TV program. God works through every way. Amen? Two years later after that, my second sister gave her life to Jesus. Six years later after I believe, my third sister came to Christ. Dad, do you see the transformation in your daughter? Yes, I see, but I don't believe it. I said, still don't worry because I am praying for you. Amen? Jesus is alive. I'm not talking. Some, some of the, my fellow background, Iranian, they say, how do you find out which one is true? I said, if you are in the two ways, like a motorway, you, are, you call highway in the U.S. I said, the one side, there's a dead person. One side is a living person. Whom are you going to follow? It's very straightforward. Come on, guy. So it still sometimes works to them. And then we invite my family to baptize some of the people over there in Turkey. After seven years, I become a Christian. That was like breakthrough for three people. And the one American missionary came with me. He was sharing how his son died by, you know, drunk driver. And how he should forgive him. And he was sharing on the table. And then he, when he shared that, my dad started crying. Stood up. And he said, I want to give my life to Jesus. Right now, 38 people in my family, they become a Christian. Amen? This is the power of the prayer. The video is there. I want you to watch this. Apart from my family, apart from what we've seen in our family, God is doing all over Iran. God bringing thousands of refugees in Turkey. And this is the part of the video you can see in last uh, months happen. So after that, I'm going to follow. Amen?
pray. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. If you are able to put the verse in there, I would like to read and finish. Invite you to we can pray together. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 49, 34 to 39. It's talking about like a wind against Elam. The word Elam is mentioned about Iran. It's saying now how God is going to scatter Iranian all around the world. I said that literally there's no country or place you couldn't find Iranian. Right now that's happening. All around the country, in England, in Ger you know, Germany, in Sweden, in Africa, in Canada, in America, and all, God is gathering. But the good thing is I will bring back my throne. I will set my throne inside Iran. Iran, for the last three years, become a fastest growing church. The word of God never fail. Amen? And that is the part God doing through the, this movement, prayer, reaching God, reaching people. Obeying the great commission, going out, sharing the gospel. Because one person willing to take that step, to not judge me, to share the gospel. Through that, God gave me grace. I led more than 3,000 Muslims to Christ last 15 years in Liverpool, in Europe and other places. Because of the one man, obedience at the cross. And I want to pray together. And I want to really, really rededicate our life to Christ again. Amen? Let's, let's close your eyes. And if you're feeling God is going to lead you to come forward or stay there or lead down or bow down, whatever is that. But I want to give that space for a few minutes, fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for your cross through your Son. I thank you for the obedience of your Son. I thank you for the perfect work at the cross. And I thank you. You chose us as a beloved sons and daughter to come to relationship with you. And I thank you. You want empower us to go out to neighborhoods, to pray to living gods, to open our neighbors, friends, hearts, and eyes to hear the good news. Father God, we pray today, would you fill us again? We want to recommit our life. We want to obey Great Commission. We want to go outside. We want to share. We want to be part of the suffering we have to pay. People make fun of you. People may say unusual things about you. But that is the way. So, Father, we pray in Jesus' mighty name with open hearts and open hands. We ask Him, would you baptize us again with your fire of the Holy Spirit? Father, you are able to do it. Because you promised us in the last day you will pour out your spirit upon all flesh. And you did it on the Pentecost. And you will do it again and again and again. We open up our heart. We are thirsty. We are hungry to come closer to you, God. And Father, if you want to help us to forgive our neighbors, to our friends, or if we have offense in our hearts, Rededicate our hearts to you, to be single-minded, gods. Would you pour out your presence, gods, upon this group? In Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit, would you touch us, set us free from every spirit of fear? In Jesus' mighty name, from every depression, anxiety, in Jesus' mighty name, break it, set us free, fill us again. 
Maybe obey you by your power, by your empowerment. And I thank you, this church, for a great heart for the intercession and prayers. And joining together, celebrating, seeing a thousand people coming to Christ. I thank you for Korean people that you send for the intercede. And I thank you for prayer movement. And I thank you for Pastor Ryan leadership. And I thank you for everybody in this place. That shows they are hungry. They are here in the rainy day. Hungry they be in the fellowship. I pray, empower all of us. We become a disciple of your word. We follow your voice daily basis. Obey what you teach us to apply in our life. Our friends and neighbor and everybody waiting to hear, do you know Jesus loves you? And we will be rejected by them. We not stop by there. Fruit of Holy Spirit flow through us, not anger, not like a Peter trying to debate with them. But same Peter tried to cut the ears of that person. Jesus said, what are you doing? Sometimes we, we don't talk to people. We make people do not listen. But Jesus put it back. And day of Pentecost, something great happened. Peter's word through the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, start changing. I pray, Father God, we may follow that three-step very easy. Do you know Jesus loves you? He died on the cross. Keep praying for people. Keep praying for the Ohio. Keep praying for the homeless. Keep praying for people around us. Keep praying for the gangs. Keep praying for our family. Because you are living gods. You are alive. You are hearing. If necessary, you fasten. And we are gathering together. I thank God, God. It's not our part to save people. That is your part. We are praying. We are loving but that salvation come from you. So in Jesus' beautiful name, we want to celebrate this afternoon, gathering together in this amazing fellowship. We glorify your name. All glory and honor to you and you alone. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Ryan, it's yours. So we